0: welcome to another bonus podcast my name is Thalia I'm one of the pastors here at Northview and of course I have Crystal my co-worker hello pastor of women here and today we have a guest Jackie Graham. Hello. Okay. So our topic today is how to have an awkward conversation. And as I was preparing for this topic, I thought, remember that show American Idol? Mm-hmm. Yes. And remember <laughs> how many people <laughs> yes. went and auditioned for the show and they sang terribly. And totally. then Simon Cowell and the other judges <laughs> would give them a, an awful review. <laughs> yeah. And what did they say? Devastated. Uh-huh. They said, my friends, my yeah. mom told me I was such an amazing yeah. singer. <laughs> I'm so <captain>. yeah. gifted. <laughs> and we used to laugh at them at our house and say, why didn't someone have an awkward conversation mm-hmm. and say, you shouldn't be a singer.
1: It would have saved them from that <laughs> embarrassment. So <much>. on TV <laughs> in, with Simon Cowell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. International <laughs> yeah. embarrassment. Yeah. It would have saved them.
0: Yeah. That's what we're talking about today. So before we get into the topic, we need to hear a little bit about who Jackie is. So, Jackie, tell us a little bit about your family, your current job, and how you got there. A few things.
2: Okay. Um, I am married to Trevor, who is my best friend. Um, cool. He, he's, he makes me a better person. So, um, we've been married almost nine years. It'll be okay. nine years in January. And we have three kids. Uh, Luke is four and a half, and he is... A bundle of energy, always. <laughs> um, Rebecca is going to be three in January, and um, and then my daughter Abigail is almost four months. So we have a very busy Just home, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. They're with grandma this morning. I think, yes, right? they are. She's braved having all three at once. Wow. So hoping that goes well. Yeah. We'll get you uh, out of here quick. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fun for me. Yeah. I taking like a little break too. Yeah. Um, I'm, I work at the Doing Family Right Care Center. I'm a counselor there and I work with um, couples in a variety of different issues. I love working with premarital couples, especially because I, if we can prevent them coming in 10 years later yeah. with lots of problems, that's always good. Um, and I work with, intimacy stuff communication conflict resolution and then I love working with women Mm. so usually late teens into their senior years um, I find it a real privilege to walk with them through the challenges that they face um, So
0: tell us a little bit about your training specifically. Okay. And then why did you choose to go there? You were working before. Tell us a little bit about that journey.
2: So um, I actually did my undergrad degree in business, which Mm. shocks people. And it's it's accounting, so it's not even the... Human resources side, which most people would assume. You can do your books now for your counseling business. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's really good there. (laughs) So I started off doing that. Um, My dad was a financial advisor, so that side made sense to me and I enjoyed it. Um, And then I started working at Campus Crusade for Christ, which is now Power to Change in their marketing department, and really enjoyed that. It was a, a great experience. Um, but I had a real passion for relationships Mm. and I had gone through a number of struggles myself growing up. I lost my dad when he, when I was nine. Mm. Um, And so grief was something I was familiar with. And I had gone through a long-term dating relationship and a broken engagement. And I really felt like um, if I had gone through these things that God had to have a purpose Mm. in it. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to be able to share the things that I had learned or just have a listening ear that was more understanding to people facing some of those challenges. So I ended up switching over to the family life ministry that was part of Power to Change and working with Dave Curry there as a project manager. So I was still Mm. doing the business side Mm. and working on the preventative side of relationships. So workshops and the TV show that they had and things like that. Um, and I watched Dave cause he would work on the preventative side during the day and then he'd go home and counsel at night and on the weekends. And I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> Sounds better than the accounting side. Yeah. Yeah. The accounting, it was, it made sense to me, but it wasn't where my passion was. Yeah. So I ended up, um, going to act seminaries and doing the Master of Arts in Marriage and Family Therapy and did that for a few years. And, uh, that was really life changing for me. Like I, I remember Um, after I finished the program, I said, you know, even if I don't counsel ever, it was worth it to do Uh the program because it, it changed me and who I was and (coughs) how I parented and, and saw things. And, uh, yeah. So, so how long ago did you graduate from there? I graduated in 2012.
1: Okay. So just like five years. Yeah. 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 So,
2: and then I got pregnant with my oldest shortly after that. And so I took a bit of a break from, uh, counseling and, uh, um, which was great. I love being at home with my kids. And then I just started, the Doing Family Right Care Centre opened up in uh, November of last year. Yeah. And so Dave convinced me to come out of <laughs> maternity <Retirement>. leave <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and come and work. So I've been doing it part-time, which has been great because I can be at home with my kids quite a bit and, and still get in there. And So are you working right now? I am or? very, very minimally working. Yeah. Um. Actually, I'm just seeing one client a week right now and I'll kind of up from there. Yeah. So I love it. We it's have people fun. waiting
1: for her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um,
2: I enjoy it so much. So it's nice to do it, but um, it's I also need to be home with Abby for a little bit more. Oh, totally. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: Crystal, you introduced me to Jackie because you knew her through women's ministry. Yeah,
1: I was going to say we had you were a great table leader, <laughs> and so just applying <laughs> for our women's ministry that <laughs> yeah. we have great wise people around our tables that are often leading discussion. And It was so great to have you there. Yeah, and I had just, a lot of fun. Yeah, putting your input into what was going on as we read the scriptures together and how mm-hmm. that applied to our lives. So that was great to have you. Hopefully you can come back sometime. Oh, I miss,
2: I miss it. Yeah. I do. I, actually, my son's like, when are you going to Bible study again, mommy? And I'm like, oh, wow, when Abby can take a bottle, <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. be back. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so I've yeah. Um, done table eating with you guys in the women's industry. And then I have also uh, volunteered in the like nursery and preschool and stuff. So that's been fun. We've been at Northview now, I guess, eight and a half years
0: yeah. And Jackie's on our list of counselors. We have quite a long list, which is great. And she's one of our skilled people that we send people to. When she's working. When she's working. <laughs> yeah. don't, when worry, don't worry, I have you actually, can't right her now on my list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's go back to the topic, how to have an awkward conversation. So before we get into how, we probably should talk about what kinds of awkward conversations are we talking about? And I was first thinking of some of the social ones that we need to have all the time. Like what?
1: Like uh, you've got lettuce in your teeth, uh, your zippers down. <laughs> There's <laughs> toilet paper on?
2: hanging off the end of your shoe as you're walking around right now. <laughs> totally.
1: I had a friend who volunteered one day at our elementary school and she had a curler in her hair the whole day and nobody told her. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so she so got awful. Kind of, At the end of the day, someone finally said, ah, oh, you might want to at take that At the end out. of the yeah, day. You're like,
2: <laughs> come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we need to do that for
0: each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have to step into those kinds. Mm-hmm. Help people. Okay, then there's a whole bunch of other topics. There's safety, health, general life, moral, and wisdom. So let's talk about some of those topics. So safety issues. When would we want to talk to people about those kinds of things?
1: Well, a really difficult one can be as your parents age, like whether or not they're still capable of driving. Yeah. Um, So some of those pieces. Mm -hmm. Or even if they're safe at home by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Often people want to stay independent as long Mm -hmm. as they can. And Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, that's really actually not the best for your long-term health. But it's hard for people to give up independence
0: right oh yeah that is a very different difficult conversation
1: yeah okay what about health Uh, that could be things like addictions or um, eating eating habits Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah, not exercising properly, like just not taking care of yourself or seeing mm-hmm. that if people are going, like even emotional health, right? If someone yeah. like are investing too deeply into a situation, you can kind
2: of see them being dragged down yeah. into
1: it. Yeah. So you, you need to come out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Or even so if they're, they're just us.
2: working too much, yeah. right? And yeah. and their whole life is now becoming work and they don't have time to do anything else that is yeah. encouraging for them. Yeah, so That's, seeing just unhealthy patterns yeah. that
1: you're concerned about in someone's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Yeah. someone who's dealing with a mental health problem and is not wanting to take their medication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Or a physical problem and not wanting to do their medication. That's true.
0: Yeah. Hey, what about general life kind of issues? I kind of scooped a whole bunch underneath here.
2: Well, neighbor issues is always one of those fun ones when they park in front of your house, or they have dogs barking, or
0: wind chimes. (laughs) I had to talk to one of our neighbors about
2: that, and she was so
0: gracious (laughs) to remove the wind chimes. (laughs) Yeah, that's
2: nice. Yeah, or just
1: uh, co-workers, like issues. In Your workplace, mm-hmm. it's just little mm-hmm. annoyances or frustrations, or or people who are kind of yeah, dragging down the workplace, yeah. like maybe making it a toxic place. Yeah, that can be a difficult conversation you need to have with somebody. Yeah,
2: or when you don't have roommates, consider. when you have roommates, oh, and roommates. if they don't do their dishes or yeah. leave their stuff everywhere, yeah, <laughs> and you're constantly picking up for them. Or, yeah, yeah, okay, what about moral issues?
1: Well, some of these, yeah, would kind of dovetail with some of the health and stuff, but things like, uh, drinking, um, can be both like a moral or a health issue. Um, if you know that someone's involved in pornography. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's Um, a big one. Yeah. It's growing a lot. Yeah. yeah, And especially like often people will lump that in the male category, but we're seeing more and more Mm -hmm. women that are struggling with that. So yeah. yeah. And people who claim to be Christians,
0: but you know that they're sleeping with their girlfriend or boyfriend.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Gossip, lying. Lying yeah. to the customs agents, you know, as you cross yeah. the border, because we live so close to the border. Things like that, where mm-hmm. you're concerned about a moral issue. Oh, especially when they think it's not that big of a deal. Right? Yeah. And then a huge issue would be wisdom issues, where you're concerned that maybe w- the thing that they're choosing to do is not so wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's not necessarily morally wrong, but it's going to maybe the trajectory that they're on is not a healthy trajectory. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they've decided to stop going to church because there was a few issues or because they're tired on a Sunday morning or all these kind of things. But you know that eventually, like that's not, that's going to lead you further and further away from God. Yeah. So those kind of pieces. Mm
0: -hmm. Or you get vibes that maybe they're getting too close to someone of the opposite gender and it might impact their marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, texting them, going for coffee, things that you see some unhealthy patterns developing like
2: that. And that's happening a lot more because of mm-hmm. social media stuff. Right? Yeah. It's easier to do that. And they think, oh, it's not a big deal. We're just friends. And, yeah. you know, this could go somewhere that you don't want it to go. Yeah.
1: You I've probably- even seen that, like, when I was, my kids were littler and mm-hmm. picking up and dropping off at school. There was some, like, you know, moms there picking up, always talking to the same dads. Mm-hmm. And yeah, And there's one, a couple that actually became a couple and they both left their... So oh. their relationships because yeah. they got close to each other in yeah. that school pickup mm-hmm. line a drop up line. I was like, oh, like you can get into big conversations with people yeah. about life things and then it can go sideways if you're not careful about guarding your other pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Social media would be a big one under wisdom in terms of what kinds of pictures are you posting? How mm-hmm. will that impact your jobs in the future or your relationships in the future? What kind of stuff are you forwarding yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> okay. everybody? Yeah. Is it actually true? Yeah. Yeah kind of pictures are you taking? What are you? How much time are you spending on social media? That's an awkward conversation about time management. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you kind of get the idea of the examples of that. Yeah. So before we jump into a conversation, we probably should spend some time figuring out should we have this conversation? Yes or no. There's a whole area of discernment here. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that. Yeah, because sometimes it can just be a matter of preference. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's actually mm-hmm. something we need to do. Yeah. So, yeah. So Jackie, guide us through that. If we would say, yes, we probably should have this conversation. How would we choose that?
2: Yeah, I think this is the hardest part because um, in general, we don't want to have awkward conversations. <laughs> no. We try to just pretend that they don't exist. Or yeah. we think, oh, there's going to be somebody else who's going to talk about yeah. this. You know, I don't have to be that person.
0: <laughs> and most uh, women, I know, they don't want to jump into that because they don't want to create conflict. No. They don't want to ruffle the feathers, rock the boat, any of those kinds of cliches. They just would really
2: rather hope it goes away mm-hmm. if yeah. I just ignore it long enough. Mm-hmm. Or you think, oh, they'll figure it out by themselves. Yeah. And, and I don't need to do that. Yeah. But sometimes you might be the only person that is going to talk to them about it. Okay.
0: So that's a piece of discernment. Mm-hmm. Are you close enough to them that maybe you should step in? Yeah.
2: Okay. What else? Actually, that's a big one because yeah. sometimes we see something, but we're, we don't have that relationship built with them. and um, And it's better if you have a relationship first. Yes. Um, One of the things that's important is whether it affects the safety of a person or others. Mm. And that can be emotional or physical. So one of the examples we used earlier was um, a parent that maybe shouldn't drive, right? That affects their physical safety and it affects everybody else on the road. Yeah. Um, So that's an important type of conversation to have. Uh, Sometimes it can be emotional safety. So if you see someone being um, abusive in the way that they talk to someone or... um, yeah, that where there's a lack of boundaries, yeah. sometimes that's a really important uh, time to have that conversation. Uh, another one is a biblically moral yeah. issue. So we talked about that, too, in terms of if you're having sex before you're married, if you're addicted to pornography, um, those are things that, that God Talks about us bringing up with other people, yeah. right? Yeah. We're, if we're responsible yeah. mm-hmm. if they're a believer, yeah. right? That's a big difference too. Um, if someone's not a believer, then you you address it differently than if you they can are still a believer. address it, but mm-hmm. maybe
1: on different terms. Yeah, say like Safety this is not or yeah. issue
2: or health issue or, or how
1: is this mm-hmm. going to impact your marriage if you're involved in pornography? Exactly. If you're not yeah. mar- even if you're not a Christian, mm-hmm. right? You say like this is going to have an impact on on where your relationship goes. Yeah, Yeah.
0: because we actually love people and we do actually want to warn them that if you continue to say no to God and behave immorally, you're putting your eternal future at risk. Mm -hmm. I think of Colossians 1.28, it says, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we might present them mature in Christ, Mm -hmm. which is a really important verse for me because I have to step into awkward conversations all the time here at Northview and I have to consider... Do I love them? Do I care about them enough that
2: I would warn them about their future? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a major point is the Mm -hmm. fact that you care enough about them. You're not doing it because you don't like them. No. Right? You're not trying to hurt them. It's because you love them that you're doing it.
0: No. I don't actually like having those conversations. No, no. I don't think any any of us do. No. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, Another one is if it's going to have a major impact on your relationship going forward. So one of the ideas that came to my mind was um, when you're roommates, right? And if your roommate repeatedly... Makes a whole bunch of dishes and then leaves them by the sink and never cleans them up, you know that's that's not a moral issue, but that's going to have a major impact on whether you live well together, yeah, and whether you continue to like them (laughs) in the same way, right? Um, And so then it's important to actually talk about it. Yeah.
1: Whereas if it's a one-time person that's in your house, you're not going to have a a big deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. You
2: know. Yeah. Um, And then another one is with couples, um, because I work with couples a lot, and every couple has different things that. That bother them. And for some couples, say the husband leaves his jeans on the floor all the time. And for one couple, it's like, oh, who cares? Like, it's not a big deal. But for somebody else, it might be something that bothers them. And, um, and so then it's determining, is this, is this going to keep uh, hurting your relationship, potentially, Yeah. then have that conversation in a, the right way, which we'll talk about later? Yeah. Um, or is it not? So...
0: So if we would decide maybe we shouldn't have the awkward conversation, which most people are hoping to hear, (laughs) no, we shouldn't,
2: what would would help us fall on the no, maybe we shouldn't? Um, I think think we need to, uh, when we first address any of these types of conversations, is think about whether we can be gracious about it. Hmm. I think sometimes we're too quick to... And I'm saying, oh, this needs to change. Right. I don't like this or this doesn't seem right to me. Um, and we need to be charitable yeah. um, with other people. So sometimes, you know, there are things that are going to be annoying, like those neighbor issues. If they keep parking in front of your house, like, is this a big enough deal? Right. And, you know, you have the proverbial, you know, is this the mountain I want to die on? Is yeah, this really yeah. worth it or yeah. not? Yeah.
0: I think about women's ministry, Crystal. Tell us a little bit about your uh, attitude towards women's ministry.
1: Well, we want to be, like you said, that kind of that underlying attitude of grace uh, extending towards people. Like we don't want to have so many rules that people can't come in and feel comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to say, like, come and be part of this. Even if you can't get your homework done, even if you haven't done the Bible study, just come and be part. Because everything that you do is better than sitting at home on the couch, Mm -hmm. right? And so we want to have this attitude towards people of like, let's give you the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. and just come be part of things. And so, yeah, I think that's part of when we know whether to confront her someone or not, we want to first invite them in to yeah. be part of a mm-hmm. relationship, to be part of what's going on. I
0: often think of Colossians 3, it starts at verse 12 and onward, and our attitude towards others should be one of compassion and kindness, mm-hmm. humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another, being yeah. forgiving and thankful. Like what is our attitude towards people for all of these little mm-hmm. things
1: that maybe aren't, like you said, the mountain we need to die on?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when
0: do
1: we need to actually just bear with each other? Yeah. Yeah, and encourage one another on in our faith.
2: Yeah. yeah, And like you said at the beginning of our talk, Crystal, how um, sometimes it's just preferences, Yeah, right? Yeah. We just do things differently. Like, yeah. I'm a big planner. I like to plan everything. That's the way it is. Somebody else might not, and they might, you know, do something here and then decide to do something there. Yeah. That's totally fine, Yeah, right? It's not something that they don't need to adjust to be like me in order to be okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and it can
1: be differences in... Um, like in terms of parenting styles and Mm -hmm. stuff too, right? Like some people Mm -hmm. think, have a real concern about how much TV their kids watch. Other people are more lax on it. Some people are really concerned about like different things, right? Mm -hmm. And so being gracious to each other, even in that, like there's not anywhere in the Bible that says, you know, half an hour of TV (laughs) is the maximum. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. right? Like how do we work this out and, and maybe talk about... The reasons why you set boundaries or whatever with your friends, just to think and talk about mm-hmm. it. But there's not like a right or wrong necessarily no. on some of these things.
2: And mums are really hard on each other. They are, right?
1: We tend to judge each other so quickly, mm-hmm. and
2: yeah. yet we're all trying to muddle through. <laughs> you know, we're raising kids, we're doing it for the first time, and yeah. and doing it together. Um, yeah. So I think I think a lot of it has to do with um, choosing to be gracious when you can, and then if if it's something that is a good reason to have a conversation, then you deal with it then.
0: What are some more helpful guidelines?
2: Um, I think if it's not a moral issue, like if it's not something that you you know for sure this is dangerous, yeah. right? Um, sometimes it's just talking to another friend that's a godly friend who you can kind of pass it by. Is this something that I'm making a big deal of? Or yeah. is this something that I actually want to, should be talking about? Right. Right. And... Um, uh, and I think it's also important to check your own heart and yeah. why you're doing it. Because sometimes we do things because it bothers something in us because we struggle with that. And then we feel like we need to correct it in other people. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so it's good to address your yourself and why Why do I feel like I need to talk about this? Yeah. You know, is this something that I need to work out in my own life first?
1: Yeah. So that idea of taking the speck out of your, mm-hmm. or the log out of your, your own, own eye <laughs> <laughs> before you take the speck out of your brother's, yeah. right? Like. Why is this? Whenever we feel like ourselves getting angry about something mm-hmm. or whatever, often it's because there is something within us mm-hmm. that's reacting to it, and yeah. so need to evaluate or think that through. Like, why is this such a big deal? And is there something I need to address in my own life mm-hmm.
2: to related to this?
1: Yeah. What else?
2: Um. Well, it's looking at your motivations. Yeah. Right. You know, why are you doing this? And um, I think two of the main ones is if you're if you are going to have this type of conversation. It needs to be for the benefit of someone else because you love someone else and want the best for them or you want the best for your relationship. Yeah. Right. Which does impact the best for you. Right. Yeah. But it's it's within a, the system of your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: We're more easily ready to do that with sometimes when with our kids. Mm -hmm. Like we realize that as kids, as parents, we want to correct our kids for their best. Mm -hmm. So they are better, you know, classmates and friends and all those kinds of things. But we are so reluctant when it comes to our
1: own friends or family members. Mm -hmm. Or our marriage relationships. Yeah. Right. We just want to let things go rather than say, actually, for the Betterment of our marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need I need you to know this about myself. Yeah. I need I can I need to understand why you're doing this, right? Mm-hmm. You need to be able to willing to talk through those. Tricky conversations. Well, I
2: have people coming in who said, you know, this has been bothering me for 10 years, yeah. you know, yeah. and I just can't deal with it anymore. And now I'm just going to explode on you. And yeah. they're like, whoa, where did this come from? Yeah. So it's better to deal with those right away. Um, I think it's important to think about our culture, too, uh, how this affects us. Because in Canadian culture, there's this sense of we're supposed to be nice. Yeah. Right. We're, we're not supposed to offend other people. You kind of yeah. let people do their own thing and you, you deal with your own. Yeah. Tolerance is a really big thing. Thing in our in our worldview right now, mm-hmm. and I think that makes it harder to to do these.
0: Yeah, so. you had a verse there, Philippians two yeah.
2: for- It says, "Do nothing out of selfish ambition or empty pride, but in humility consider others more important than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others." Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's I think that's a great verse because it it really fleshes out why we should be doing something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's talking about it goes kind of from there into the example of what Christ did for us, right? Mm-hmm. And so in his life and ministry, I mean that's what he had awkward conversations all the time. time. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. he did that with grace, but he said like repent and believe the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like so that was, you know, in his in his um yeah, looking out for us. That's what he did.
2: Yeah.
0: So if we've decided to have this conversation, mm-hmm. we decided, okay, it's worth it, how do we go about
2: starting this off, Jackie? I think coming in with humility uh, is a really big thing. Um, Ephesians four two talks about saying it says be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Um, how we ad- how we start a conversation will determine how it ends. So if you come well, in,
1: yeah, well, <laughs> not always, but I think yeah, well, it it
2: definitely has a big bearing. Yeah, yeah, well, and it's interesting. A lot of research has shown that if you come in in an accusatory way well, for sure, or will, yeah. an attacking way or um, it's it's never it, you can try as hard as you want to turn that conversation around but it's pretty likely that it's just going to go south from yeah. there um so in terms of practical tips, come in with uh, humility, come in with respect, right? Mm. They're a person who is loved by God, who is made in the image of God. Yeah. Um, and how would you want to be talked to if you were yeah. going to have something addressed in your life? Because yeah. you, you want to set the, them up for success. Yeah. Your whole True. goal is you care about them yeah. and you want something to change because you believe it'll be healthier or better for them. Um, so you want to make sure that they can hear you in the best possible way. Yeah. yeah. So some really basic stuff is timing. Yeah, um, I think sometimes we think, I just have to have this conversation. I'm going to do it as soon as I can because it's just inside of like me, right? Yeah. It's just like building and I'm just going to explode on you as soon as I see you. Uh-huh. That is not the way you want to have these conversations. Um, you want to pick a time when they are at their best. They're yeah. not hungry. They haven't just walked in the door from work. They're not exhausted. This isn't yeah. right before bed. Uh, don't do it in a public social setting yeah. when you're surrounded by a whole bunch of people. Yeah, right Because... Likely they're going to feel defensive and or embarrassed if you bring it up and you want to allow them to feel the safety of it's either private or they have an out. They can go somewhere else if if they're not dealing with it well. Yeah.
1: One thing I appreciate, and so I try to do this with others, is if people give me a little bit of a heads up, yeah. that they, that they want to talk to me and about what? <laughs> so yeah. I can kind of just think through <laughs> it a little yourself. bit. So I try to do that for people yeah. like yeah. not not get their all their alarm bells up but say can mm-hmm. we have a conversation about this and w- when would it be a good time mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah.
2: yeah and kind know. of picking a neutral place yeah. can be helpful mm-hmm. um pray before you do this oh yeah right like I think sometimes um, we jump right in and then we pray after that God <laughs> takes away all the things that <laughs> we said shouldn't that have wrong. been said <laughs> right so pray first so that you go in with his heart for that person and for the or the relationship that you're talking about. Um, what I work with, with couples and individuals is, uh, I use the Gottman method and what they talk about is something called soft startup. And so it's how you start the conversation is, is gentle, right? And you don't go in with you, you have been doing something that is not okay and you need to fix this, yeah, right? Yeah. It's funny how one word can make a person instantly put their back up. Yeah. Um, Share where you're at. So say, you know, I I don't really wanna do this. You know, I this is an awkward conversation, but I feel like it's important because I care about you and I wanna to talk to you about it. That comes a lot differently than if you come in kind of the guns blazing.
0: Yeah. Well you think of in our house we have kind of the rule, if you wanna call it sort of a soft rule about you have to text when you're leaving somewhere. Mm. You have to tell us when you're coming home, our kids and my husband and I. And I used to get so mad when my husband wouldn't text me because if I didn't know why Mm he is so late and where is he and he's on the road, is there is there a problem? Mm -hmm. So when I started it like that, like I'm really worried about you, Mm -hmm. like I really love you and uh, you've been gone much longer than I thought. It was just so much easier to start Mm -hmm. the conversation because he could hear that I really cared about him Mm -hmm. and I was worried. It wasn't. It wasn't coming out of a place of you forgot to
2: text mm-hmm. and you promised and you violated that and you, right? Mm-hmm. And what you just brought up, the way you did that is has to do with tone, yeah. right? And people think, well, I said good things. And it's like, <laughs> okay, but the way you said it was not. And communication has a ton to do with your body language. Yeah. So how you're standing even and the way that you talk yeah. and coming in with a gentle, respectful humble tone, like like you said, like, hey, I was worried about you, uh, goes a lot further than if you're like, I can't believe you didn't text me. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. I've been waiting. Yeah. Didn't you know that, right? Yeah.
0: I thought we made that rule.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Proverbs 13.3 says, those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. Mm. And I know there's another one in Proverbs that talks what, about... Um, a gentle word turns away wrath, yeah. and so how we do it is really, really important. And unfortunately for us women, I think sometimes we struggle with tone a little bit more than guys yeah. do. And uh, and so checking ourselves before we go into the conversation, mm-hmm. being calm too, like like I said, sometimes we've built it up all day if we're at home, and then our husband walks through the door and we're oh, like, no. yeah, you know, we kind of explode at him, and um, that's just not gonna that's just not gonna go well, nope. right?
1: I think it's like as much as you don't want it to be a gossip session, if you can process it with someone that's trusted beforehand and Mm -hmm. that can help you, because sometimes you just don't want to have this conversation so badly, like you're already stressed about even having Mm -hmm. the conversation, your your own emotions are Mm -hmm. heightened. And so you come in not wanting to be explosive or whatever, but you're just so on edge. Yeah. But if you can process it with somebody that's trusted beforehand, can help you kind of diffuse that emotion in yourself and... Figure out what's really important and what you want to get across. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of women,
0: when they get really heightened emotionally, they'll start to cry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they get so mad if they're crying and trying to have a productive conversation Mm -hmm. that it just goes all sideways. Yeah. If you can process it with someone else and sort of get the bulk of those emotions out, then you're a little bit more rational and calm. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: find asking questions to be really helpful too. like not coming in with assumptions, but Mm -hmm. saying, this is what I've noticed. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about this situation? Like, how do you think it's going between you and your, you and your kid? Or like, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to ask so that they can, you can, sometimes you can pull out the fact that they're frustrated and then you can help them solve it without you having to
2: kind of accuse them of anything. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's your friends, right? Your your friends or your family or or there's, there is a relationship and coming in with that. Yeah. one of the things that's important, too, is talking about specifics. Yeah. Try not to say always or never, because yeah. right? it's never going to be always or never, Yeah. yeah. right? Um, and as soon as you do that, people, their defensiveness increases because yeah. they think, well, I don't always do that. And so then they're thinking about that, not about what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So uh, talk about a specific thing. Like I say, if it was the parents that maybe shouldn't be driving, you know, I noticed the other day when you were driving that you really cut someone off and didn't seem to notice that and that made me really yeah. nervous yeah. right because they could have been really hurt
0: you don't want to say for the last five years mom i you don't don't noticed
2: <laughs> no. you don't want to bring in all the past
1: and well. that's, just, that's why having the conversations quickly helps mm-hmm. too because i used to stew on things a bit more and then i'd say bob like four weeks ago when you did this and like, <laughs> four <laughs> weeks ago you like, cannot
2: remember what yeah. i did yesterday yeah.
1: and so then it's not fresh in their mind no. either no. so that's why if we yeah. can have it quicky, quicker yeah
2: better. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah and i think it matters where uh where you have the conversation. And what I mean by that is if it's an awkward conversation, if you're nervous about having this conversation, please don't do it over text. Oh
0: yeah. Please don't.
2: Or email even Mm -hmm. like sometimes I know it it can help to write things out, but then write it out and bring it with you so so that you can talk about it. Because if you're uncomfortable, it's a conversation that needs to happen in person. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's part of respecting their space. And always it feels a little bit like a drive by shooting. I had that one time that somebody was concerned about something and they wanted to have an awkward conversation uh, but they emailed us, and I I didn't even I didn't expect it. I w- oh, I didn't even know yeah, where it was totally coming from, right? and it was just like whoa! I had no idea, and then there was no follow up, and it just it really oh. hurt the relationship because it it felt like do you, do you, do you care about me and where I'm at? And um, so yeah, have those conversations in in person.
1: Well, because often within two minutes, you can realize, oh, my, misperce- I was mm-hmm. misperceived or whatever. Whereas if you've gone on this whole rant in a text, <laughs> you can't stop yourself halfway no. when you see someone's a facial expression. No. Right? So just even starting a conversation and seeing how they respond allows mm-hmm. you to respond back differently mm-hmm. than you might have.
2: And emojis don't count. No. <laughs> no. You can do as many happy or sad or confused faces as you want. It's still not, yeah. not enough. No. Crystal's
0: yep. very good at this because often we'll get an email in that's... Uh, not so great. And Crystal will say, Ah, oh, Thalia, I think you should phone the person, or I think you should go meet with them in person mm-hmm. because I'm ready to fire back an email. Yeah. <laughs> She'll like, No, <laughs> type, 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 hang type. on, hang on, hang on.
1: Learning yeah. the hard way. Time yeah. On. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we, let's say we've had the conversation, mm-hmm. and what about their response? What, what are some expectations <laughs> about their response? Most people don't have a conversation like this on the receiving end and go, oh, I'm so thankful you mm-hmm. corrected me. I will change that immediately. Mm-hmm. No.
2: What can we expect? Uh, defensiveness. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes people can get very angry, tell you it's none of your business. Yeah. Um or they'll point out things that you are not doing well in your own life. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's why it's good to check your heart before you talk about it. Because if you're talking to your friend about sleeping with their boyfriend and then you're doing maybe you're not sleeping with your boyfriend, but you're doing other stuff with your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you other know, stuff
1: anywhere else. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, um, you know, it, it's usually it's not a positive response. No. Um And so a lot of people then feel like, okay, should I not have had that conversation? Should
1: I just let it go? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And that's, I don't think that's necessarily a good gauge of whether you should or should not have had the conversation. Um, We aren't responsible for the way that people respond to us when we share, but that doesn't mean that we're off the hook, right? right? So if we have had a conversation about something that was important, but we did it in a way that was maybe not the best, like we jumped all over them when they weren't expecting it, or we... We're accusatory or something like that, we kind of need to check ourselves as well. Yeah. And so sometimes in the future there might be an opportunity to say, you know, hey, I'm I was super nervous and I totally reacted and I this is something I want to talk about, but I didn't do it in a good way. I'm really right. sorry about yeah. that. That can do a lot towards healing a relationship mm-hmm. if that happens.
1: Even if you did it and you feel okay about how you did it and it still respond if they still responded badly, you can still check in with them in a few mm-hmm, days and say, mm-hmm. like that was hard. I know that it was mm-hmm. hard for me, it was hard for you. Like what? What should we do about it now, or whatever, yeah. right? So it doesn't mean you might even have done it correctly, mm-hmm. but it's still totally. so hard. Yeah. yeah, I always yeah. think
0: of that verse Romans twelve eighteen. If possible, as far as it be mm-hmm. to you, live peaceably with all. We have a responsibility to do our part, but we cannot be responsible for their anger, their defensiveness, their insults back at us. Mm-hmm. That's or not the fact us. that they keep
2: doing what we maybe suggested. Right. I know that is not good. Yeah. Right. They may change. not change. No. Yeah. And sometimes in the really difficult ones it can really affect your friendship. Like yeah. friendships have been lost uh, over difficult conversations. Yeah. Which is why it's so important that we figure out before we have the conversation whether it's important to have it. And I would
0: say also, if it's a really important issue, like, for example, an addiction, let's Mm -hmm. say an alcohol addiction, if you care about this person and you see that they are drinking too much and you have an awkward conversation, it doesn't go well. Let's say they don't change their behavior and they're really mad. If you love them, I would say you might need to revisit that conversation Mm -hmm. in the future. Like, we don't necessarily want to give up on people just because a conversation went badly. If we still see that they're going to be hurt or their relationships are going to be hurt or this is going to affect their eternal salvation, please be willing to dive in again. Mm -hmm. Or like in Matthew 18, it says, bring someone along. Talk again with somebody else with you. Yeah, It's really important that we just not give up after once. No.
2: And I think prayer comes into that big Mm -hmm. time, right? You pray before you go into it and then you pray for them a whole lot after, right? Even just... Like right after you've had the conversation, praying that um, they can see your intentions and that you love them and that, you know, they can hear the things that God would want to speak to them in that situation and and that he would protect your relationship and...
1: And sometimes it's a process of learning to understand each other. Like I know even in my marriage relationship, sometimes Mm. we've had a conversation that's gone badly and I've gone back and thought, okay, that went badly. (laughs) Now, now what do I need to understand about his perspective? Did I approach it differently? And over time, you kind of massage a conversation, Mm -hmm. right? It might take five years to work through an issue, until you kind of, okay, now we've settled this one. Mm-hmm. And it might not be that you're fighting about it for five years straight, but you're just this one issue. We can't figure our way around, right? Well, so you have to kind of just strategize and think, okay, that didn't work. Now what could work or what? where do I need to change? Where does yeah. he need to change? I keep thinking about it or mulling it over sometimes. That's what I
0: love about awkward conversations between parents and kids or between parents parents and their siblings and things like that, because you have an opportunity, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week to say, you know what, I don't think I said this piece very well, or I think I should add in this. And you can kind of continue a dialogue for a while so Mm -hmm. that you really, really understand the issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now recovery, (laughs) after you've had this conversation, (laughs) what do we need to expect?
1: I think we need to realize that this kind of stuff just takes a lot out of us. Mm -hmm. Like we just might be emotionally exhausted for that next weekend. We might just have to sit on the couch and read mm-hmm. a book and just allow the everything to kind of soothe and heal mm-hmm. and like, don't expect that we can just walk off and get into the next day and be fine. Yeah. Like when we're invested in something so deep to our, you know, our psyche, mm-hmm. <laughs> deep to our hearts, it can, and we've talked about it and it's been difficult. Yeah. It can take a while to recover. I think of it like food poisoning.
0: Yeah. You think of food poisoning, you feel really ill, and the only way is out. One way or another, that's the only way to get out of food poisoning. It's like that. When you've had a really difficult conversation, you feel kind of ill. And yeah. it will take you a few days beforehand you feel ill, and a few days afterwards you feel ill. It just takes time yeah. to work through
2: that. So we need
1: to be gracious to ourselves, I think, mm-hmm. in the midst of that and say, yeah, I'm just going to give myself some recovery time. Yeah,
2: and that's normal. Yeah. 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 I know. I, I had an interesting, awkward conversation a few weeks ago, and I couldn't... I had a hard time sleeping, actually, yeah. that night because I just kept playing it over and over yeah. and over. Did I say what I wanted to say? Did yeah. I say it in a way that they're going to hear me? Yeah. You know, am I going to have backlash from this? Yeah. And, and yeah, so it's giving yourself the space to, to experience that. Um, having peace before you have the conversation impacts how you feel after, too, because mm. if you've gone through kind of the steps that we talked about and you know that this was a good conversation... Or even necessary, if it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, even if it didn't go end well, um, at least you can feel like, okay, I I know I was supposed to talk about this mm-hmm. and I, I did do my best in that. Uh, it, you feel a lot better in terms of recovery in that in, compared to if you kind of flew off the handle yeah. and verbally barfed on them and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, oh, now nah, I feel bad about that too. And so then yeah. you're dealing with your own sinful stuff that came through that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if you want to, uh, you continue to pray for them. Um, continue to be humble with them when you mm-hmm. talk to them in the future, and um, don't assume you have the answers. Like I, I liked what you said earlier, Crystal, about asking questions, right? And yeah. you can do that even after the conversation. Keep asking them questions. You know how how was that conversation yeah. for you? How are we doing? Like, yeah. is there stuff that I need to apologize for or deal with? Yeah, um, can be can be good. Yeah. Uh, and then if you no, this is gonna be the counseling side for sure. But if there if you're just feeling stressed and you can't stop thinking about it Um, sometimes it can be helpful to write stuff down uh, because it it actually gets it out of your brain Yes, um, and then you won't keep mulling it over and over and over
0: again as much. Just don't email that to anybody. No,
2: No. (laughs) give that to yourself. Um, uh, Doing stuff like exercise. Yeah. If you can't stop thinking about it, go go for a run, go for a walk, you know, something that's... Blow off some steam. Exactly. Um, Reading, like you said, or having a bath or uh, debriefing with Again, not a gossip session, but debriefing debriefing with someone that you trust that's going to keep things confidential to say, you know, this is what happened, like the conversation that I had, I was able to talk to my husband about it after like, this is what I said, like, you know, what do you think about that? Like, did it sound okay? Should I have done something different? And it was nice to have his feedback yeah. on that. And it was calming for me because I was, he's like, you don't have to stress about this, Jackie. Like, I think it sounds like you handled it pretty good. So it's like, okay. Yeah. I don't, you know, <laughs> doesn't always happen that way, no. but <laughs> at that time. Um, and then for those of you who know what deep breathing is, that can be really helpful. Mm. And this isn't some like, crazy (laughs) new agey thing it's literally just I'm actually teaching my son right now who's four You put your hand on your stomach and you, when you breathe in, you breathe in through your nose, like you're smelling the roses and you breathe out through your mouth, like you're blowing out the candles and your stomach should go out because you often, when we're stressed, we breathe out of the upper part of our body and our shoulders go up and down or our chest goes out. But what you want is your stomach going out because that means you're really getting a lot of oxygen in. And so just close your eyes and, you know, breathe in that, those roses and blow out the candles and, um... It actually works better. I have psychiatrists that'll say that um, it works better than anti-anxiety pills sometimes oh, because your brain needs oxygen. And when you're stressed, you don't breathe as well. And hey, everything's tense. Like your shoulders totally. are tense. here, yeah. Your stomach's
1: tense here. Yeah. And yeah. so you're not actually replenishing what you need. No,
2: exactly. And your brain doesn't work without oxygen. So <laughs> then you just keep doing that, you know, mouse on the wheel. <laughs>
1: totally.
0: Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jackie. It mm-hmm. was a pleasure. Crystal, would you mind
1: praying for our listeners? Sure. Mm -hmm. Lord, I thank you that you modeled how to do awkward conversations really well when you lived here on earth. We thank you we can just read through the gospels and see you confronting people, but yet with such love and such grace. We thank you, Lord, that people felt that you were a safe place for them to confess to and to be with. Um, And Lord, we just thank you uh, for the fact that you take all of us where we are and we're all messy people and come to you with um, all sorts of baggage and that you use that and you slowly uh, make us more looking like you. And so Lord, we just pray that as we interact with people in our lives, that we would have your attitude towards them, that we would love them uh, with a the love that you give us and that we would be willing to walk alongside them in ways that will bring them closer to you. So Lord, we pray for courage for all of us. We pray for wisdom and we pray Lord for um, wise people around us that we can bounce ideas off of. And Lord, we just pray that Um, ultimately that our hearts and minds would be aligned to your truth so that we would want others to follow it because if we're not aligned to you um, we can't follow or we can't lead or guide others so Mm -hmm. we pray that for hearts that are that are dedicated to you father thank you lord for this time that we get to speak together and we pray that it would be a blessing to those who are listening amen thank you for joining us